Welcome to In The Mix. We'll bring the roundtable discussion about your favorite organizations, corporations, and individuals right to your doorstep and your eardrum. And now, you're in the mix. All right, well, welcome to In The Mix. We got a real special episode here today. Former Panther, Boilermaker, Steeler, 49er, Raven and Raider, Hall of Famer and Fort Wayne native, Rod Woodson. Thanks for joining us today. What's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me on. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah, we're just having fun, like taking advantage of, uh, you know, some opportunities in the area. A great opportunity is, you know, with your football camp and, you know, and Grant being a participant from uh, yesteryear just made it even better. <laughs> yesteryear indeed. Yesteryear indeed, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so real fast, Rod, we'll just get into it real fast. You know, so now the camp's back in back in Fort Wayne, you know, uh, you know, what, what sort of things have you missed about running those camps? Well, I just miss interaction with the kids. Um, you know, I'm a grassroots football guy, you know, God has blessed me to, you know, be on the NFL network for over nine years. And, uh, you know, my kids got a little bit older, they started playing football and then I started coaching them. So I got that itch to coach and, you know, back in 2011, Al Davis called me and asked me to coach the corners for the Raiders. And I was like, well, I can't, I can't deny the Godfather. There you go. Right. It's like, I'll be swimming with the fishes if I do something. That's like right. that. so, <laughs> That's right. so I took that on, man. It was fun. You know, we were, we were there for only one year. That was when Hugh Jackson was a coach there, which, you know, I, I don't, I don't agree with that firing, but, um, you know, so, you know, I've always wanted to do it. And I, last couple of years I've done camps with another company um, here in the U.S. and internationally. And, you know, when, when I got fired by the Raiders the second time, so fired twice by the same company, um, the second time around when Gruden got there, I just got in my prayer closet and I was just like, you know, where do you want me to go? You know, you know, I keep, I still work during the season when I call NFL games for Westwood One, so I love doing that. But what do you want me to do? Um, and he was just like, Hey, I want you to get back to the grassroots part of giving back to football, because I mean, I'm a disciple of Christ disguised as a coach. Sure. And so, you know, I love giving back to the kids. Um, and it's a little bit different though. This camp this time around is really different than the first one. The first one was like, we're just going to have fun. We're going to, you know, we're going to go out there. I'll bring some of my guys in. We'll talk a little football here and there. This is different. This one is the, the youth portion of it. You know, we're going to have the first two days, the sixth and the seventh. So we're going to have fun with those guys, right? We're going to teach them individual drills. We're going to let them have fun. We're going to have, you know, we feed all the kids lunch for free. Um, but then for the youth, we're going we're, we're to have a, a educationer, somebody that's in the education side of it, come in and talk to the kids. This importance of school. This, this importance of school. And then not even going to a, a four-year college afterwards, even going to tech school after college, a trade school, I, I think is so lost with our new generation because they're so inundated with social media that you have to be, you have to spend $250,000 to get educated, to have a job. And that's not true. So to tell the truth to the kids, that's one thing for the, for the youth side of it. And then after that, in the afternoon, we have flag football. We just go play flag football. We're going to have an AFC side, an NFC side, and let's see who's the best. I think the AFC side is going to be better than the NFC side. But anyway, that's a that's a no personal bias, preference. No bias here at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then high school is really different than what we did before, in the sense that we're bringing Zybeck. 
and that's the digital timing company for the NFL. They're coming in to time the kids. So the kids who run 4-4, they're not going to run a 4-4 in digital timing. So it's going to be a little bit slower. They might be a little bit upset, but it's the real time. And then we have another company called XOs, which is the one of the biggest grading companies in the country, XO Catapult. They're coming in to grade the kids and put them in their database. So any kids who want to play football, they'll be in the database. Well, coaches can go see them, see their information, see a little film work on them. We have another company that's a little newer and it's called the Sequel. And the Sequel is kind of like a media platform for the kids. The Sequel, they'll come out themselves. They'll videotape periodically throughout the camp. And then they'll, the kids will be able to come into their website uh, chop up the video and, and, and plaster it on their social media website for free. That's all free for the kids. Um, then our last thing that we did is that we partnered with a company called Quick Cut. And so we videotape all our practices for the high school. We don't videotape the youth practices, but the high school practice, we videotape everything because we want the kids who want to go to college to understand what it's going to feel like when they get there. They're going to do an install period, which we're going to do. Then they're going to go to the field. They're going to do individual drills. And then they'll get to the 101, 707s and all that. In the same time frame, we're, we're live streaming on our platform that we have with Quick Cut. And then as soon as practice is over, that practice is over, we're going to go to lunch. We're going to have a couple speakers come in. We're going to have one speaker that's going to come in and talk about mental health, which I think is a really, really important to the kids. We have another speaker that's going to talk about just speed, speed training, uh, how important it is to be fast in all sports. Um, and then lastly, we're going to talk about um, if you want to go to college, and the sequel is going to do this, if you want to go to college, what are the qualifications, when you have to be uh, registered in the Westinghouse, and all the little to-dos for that. Um, then after we do that, we're going to go back to the classroom. We get to, They get to see film because there's so many different learners in, in life, right? You got visual learners, you got audio learners, you got rep people who need to be there and do it over and over and over. So we're going to give them different looks and hopefully they'll get it. So we're going to go back into the film room, let them see what they did, did right, did wrong. And then we do it all over again. And we do that for two and a half days. We have fun with it. Um, and, you know, for me, the, our biggest, like our, our, our hashtag for the kids, and it's still really the same purpose, is to look in the mirror. Our hashtag is I can, I will. And what we really want the kids to do is figure out that they do belong. Because right. one thing that team atmosphere gives you is a, a place of acceptance. And when you can find acceptance, be it you know, just, I mean, I just remember, you know, coaching for so long and coaching high school where one kid was just so, he didn't feel like he belonged there, but he got a little bit better as the season went on. He got a little bit better. He got a little bit better. Guys started talking to him, everything. The following year, he came back, he cut his hair. He took his glasses off. He had contacts. I didn't even know who he was. Completely transformed himself in his own belief in who he is. And that's what we really are. At the end result, that's what we really want. We want all individuals who come to the camp to believe I can, I will. Because if you don't believe you can, you never will. And then our, our hashtag for our coaches and all the volunteers who are a part of it is share the knowledge. Because we've been there, right? Grant physically has been in the camp, right? <laughs> but everybody who's, 
who's older gets to share the knowledge to the younger generation, be it about life, be it about school, be it about football or sports in general. We get to share that with the kids. And, you know, that's very important to, to bring up the next generation so they don't forget the past. Um, and I mean, that's our end result is those two last things, making the kids believe in themselves and, and making the coaches and volunteers all tell the kids how special they are because they're all special. They all, they, all of the kids are special in their own ways. Um, and they have to understand that and they have to believe that. I just hear abundance from this, you know what I mean? Just having this abundance mindset, inclusive. I mean, it just has a, it just resonates. It's just incredible because, it, you know, some kids are going to get this sort of experience. Some kids have the support that can help them reach out and, 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 and uh, interact with colleges and, and know what it's like to watch film. But some kids don't. And, and some kids don't even know that they're missing that. And I think that these kids that are able to, to attend this camp and, and experience this can just get a taste of, of what's possible. And, and with, with that little taste of what's possible, I think, anyway, just – just the, the possibilities are endless, right? So I just appreciate that so much. And um, so so as we move forward here, so say, um, but anyway, real fast, thanks for breaking that down. That's amazing, man. That, oh, yes. that was, that was yes. outstanding. Yes. And so it just made me think of all the kids that you've impacted over the years, right? I've told you in the past that I, I still remember the faces of kids that I've seen at that camp. I still remember the color of the glasses of this kid that, it, that we were friends for years after that, right? So speaking of that sort of timeline situation, so say it's 20 years from now, 25 years from now, and you run into a camper or two that, that, that experienced this new camp, right? They experienced this new camp. How would you love for that conversation to go? Well, I mean, my biggest thing is I just want them to share, right? I want them to share. We, we all have – the one thing about sports, especially football, because you bring in 53 – uh, individuals that are in a locker room in the NFL and college is even more than that. And we're all from different walks of life. We all have different belief systems. We're, we're all from different economic and social uh, backgrounds that are a little bit different, but we all have a common goal when we step on a team, right? We want to win. We want to participate. We want to feel that we're a part of it. Uh, and that's all I want. I just want, you know, if, if somebody that's, you know, say Grant, you're talking to one of the kids today, or one of the kids who went after you or before you to have a conversation like, hey, you really helped me believe in myself. And it helped me be a part of our community uh, in a sense, you know, trying to bring back, you know, I think we've had 25 NFL, current NFL players or, or ex-NFL players to play in the National Football League. So trying to get all those guys back at one time frame. I think it's really important for the visual of what kids can accomplish from Fort Wayne, Indiana, but any small school, any, excuse me, small city, if you believe in yourself, if you put, for now, you got to put work in, yeah. you got to put, there's no, there's no, you know, there's nothing, nothing's ever been bad about hard work, right? So hard work has to be there, but you also have to believe that you can do it. And in the same token, if we can, if that conversation goes where, hey, man, I remember, you know, Ray Lewis came to the camp and man, he said something that kind of resonated with me. And it's that's the moment. It's not the overall aspect of it. It's sometimes those little one liners mm -hmm. that somebody will say to you that kind of reaches your soul and it plants the seed in that individual. And then somebody else will come by 
And it's kind of like being a parent, right? You tell your kids not to do certain things. You tell them not to do certain things. You tell them to do certain or to do certain things. And then they won't do them. And then somebody else comes in the house and says the exact same thing. They go, oh, yeah, that's really smart. And I'm like, I've told you that for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, but it's, so it's the same thing. And, and really coaching, and that's what we're doing, is really teaching life. Really, that's what, that's what it is. And really, the really the best coaches that I've ever been around are great mentors. Um, and they, they have their, you know, they have those one-liners that kind of hit you, man. And you, even 17 year olds, 13 year olds, they remember those one-liners and they'll remember, you know, somebody said something and five years down the road when they get to college or they're getting to another job workplace or they're in a trade school, another one of their coworkers or friends or bosses or teachers will say the exact same thing, maybe in different terms. And they'll go, oh, yeah, so now the seed's there. Now it's getting watered. Now it's getting nurtured. Now we're going to see some manifestation somewhere along the line. And that's what it's all about. Speaking of uh, one-liners, you know, I noticed one that you guys have rolling pretty um, uh, everywhere on all of the logos uh, is practicing excellence. And, you know, how does maybe share uh, and expand on us from your perspective how, you know, practicing uh, excellence impacts your life on the field and off the field? Yeah, I mean, practicing excellence is we are what we repeatedly do. So excellence is a habit. It's not an act, right? That's Aristotle. Just let everybody know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Aristotle. No, I am writing and, it down. I'm giving credit. And the one, the one thing that we have to understand, we, we can get into bad habits because we do them over and over and over and over. And it's we don't really think about them as bad. But there's that hindrance, it's that thorn in the side that we have that we can never get rid of. We don't know why. Well, we've done it for 10 years. So if you take a pebble, and I put one pebble in front of your house or in front of your door, it's no big deal. It's a little bit of pebble. But then I do another one. Every time you do something wrong, I do another one. Then I put another one. Then I put it over years. Eventually, there's going to be a huge stone in front of your door that you can't get rid of. And you're like, how did that get there? What happened? And it was just consistently doing something the wrong way or the right way. And, you know, if you repeatedly do the right thing, if you're repeating, and I live by a mantra called DTRT, do the right thing. And all that you do, it's hard to do because we are kind of silly people. We are, you know, we're not perfect human beings. We do stupid stuff. Right. And then you turn around and go, why did I just do that? You know, we all say that to ourselves. Perfectly it's imperfect. It's really hard to do, but do the right thing in being a friend, being a son, being a brother, being a teammate, being a coworker. And a doing the right thing is not being accepted because doing the right thing sometimes is walking a path that nobody else is in and staying in that path and not swimming down with the stream with the salmon that makes it easy but swimming upstream when they're getting ready to spawn which is tough right oh, yeah. that's that's what's tough and when you're one of your friends are going sideways and he's doing something that he shouldn't do instead of agreeing with him and joining in and now you both get in trouble say hey bob bill charlie ed whatever ray you can't do that you yeah, you're better if than you, that if even. you do that it's you're going to get in trouble you're going to lose your scholarship. You're going to get kicked off the team. You're going to get grounded. 
And if, if friends can do that more, instead of wanting to be accepted all the time, you'll have better communities, you'll have better football teams, you'll have better workplaces. And I mean, that's our biggest thing. And that's what excellence, that's what, you know, practicing excellence daily looks like. You have to do it every single day to get there or you never will get there. Oh man, yeah, you can't, you can't pick it up and put it down, right? No, I mean, you think about, instant, think about what Steph Curry is. Probably one of the best pure shooters are, we've ever seen in pro basketball. Have, you know, what kids need to see is his regimen. He, he tries to make a hundred straight free throws a day and then a hundred straight shots in a day. So if he gets to 50 and misses, he starts over. I, I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> I don't know if I would say, I got to catch a hundred straight balls because I'm going to drop one and I got to start all over again. I mean, but if you watch him play, he's flawless a lot of times. And, and even at his older age, he still plays at a high level. That's excellent. He's playing at the highest peak that he has in his body. And that's what we ask of individuals, um, but we're not, we're not willing to put in that work. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we're trying to tell the kids that if you do it every single day and it becomes a part of you, you don't even think about it. You know, the first thing I do, I'm kind of OCD, but the first thing I do in the morning, I, wake, I make my bed. As soon as I get out of it, I make it. I plan it off, I make it every single day. So at the end of the day, if nothing else happens well, at least I come back to a made bed, yeah. right? At least I come back to that. But it's just a part of what I do. It's, I have a regimen. I have a, a, I have kind of a schedule of doing things in a day. And I've done it this way for, gosh, I don't know, almost 30, almost 25 years. And this is a part of who I am. And it was the same way playing sports. You know, I tell kids all the time, don't work out, train. There you go. Mm. Working out, I work out now. I'm 56 years old. I work out. I don't train. I, I have no That's reason good. and no irkling in my body to train again, right? My wife works out. But I tell kids who really want to get to the next level, you got to learn to train. And training is a, it's a process. It's not that you go to a gym or you go to a track and you just do something and you get tired and you go home. Yeah. Training is getting up at six o'clock in the morning. We had a swim workout at 6.30. After our swim workout, we went to the track. We ran our track workout. After our track workout, we got in the car, went over to Three River Stadium, did our lifting. After our lifting workout, we went to the field and did our field work. I was done probably about 1.30, 2 o'clock. Every single day. Did that for, I didn't do it my first two years. My first two years, I was a young knucklehead kid. <laughs> so I would be lying to people. Um, but going into my third year, when I got a guy named Rod Russ coming into my life and our coaches have with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he changed my mindset about being a, just an athlete, about mindsets, how to train your mind, how, to, how your mind needs to be stronger than your body, because your body does get fatigued. Your body does get tired. And if your mind, if your body controls yourself, then you're, you just, your mind falls in place. But if your mind's stronger, you say, nope, we're not stopping. We're going to keep going. We're going to take a, a minute break. I wasn't going to take a break, but we're going to take a minute break and we're going to finish this thing. Discipline and motivation are two different things. Mm -hmm. Most of people are motivated because they want to lose weight. 
They want to get their beach bodies ready, right? They want to get their, you know, little speedo. People don't wear speedos nowadays, but anyway, back in the day, we wore speedos to school right, to the to the pool. But to get that body ready, right, to go to the beach, that's motivation. Discipline is doing something day in and day out, no matter if you feel like it or not. Right, that's what discipline is, and that's what we try to expand to the young players, the young individuals, not just in football, but in school and in life. And hopefully it gets through the one or two of them and they can keep planting that seeds in their communities. That's practicing excellence right there. The reps, you know, reps of excellence. Oh, get the reps in. Speaking of you know, getting the reps in, you know, kind of, you know, I want to dive in. We're Grant and I are really curious about this just because we're all about the, you know, the competition, the middle game, and and like, you know, like any given Sunday, you know, Al Pacino's doing his, you know, uh, it's a game of inches speech, you know. And, you know, it is true, you know, which is why it was so popular. But, you know, how would you say, you know, that mindset of a game of inches, how does that relate to you winning a Super Bowl in your 14th season? No, it was great, man. You know, losing one, you know, you know, you know I've been to three, uh, lost two of them. And when the confetti is not yours, it does not feel good. I can tell you that right now. Um, but, you know, because we all play or we all do things to be the best at them, right? The best that we can be. And, you know, I went to Baltimore knowing that there's a possibility that we have a pretty good team together. And it all came together. Uh, you know, Marvin Lewis's play calling and game planning uh, to Ray Lewis making big plays and big games. Cause I told Ray in the previous years, like, yeah, you lead the team in tackles, but so does 31 other players in the league. Yeah. Great players make big plays and big games and big moments. And when we played the Tennessee Titans in the divisional round, um, and he, the ball kind of tipped off of Eddie George's hands and Ray got it, ran it in and kind of sealed the deal for that victory to get us moving to the championship game against the Oakland Raiders. That's the type of plays that you need to be great, to have excellence. And, um, you know, the little things matter when, you, when you're trying to be great, you know. The little things matter, and, and it's the little things for on a daily you know, we, it's the big things we do easily, but it's the little things that you kind of constantly remind yourself as players, what's your weaknesses? How do you, how do you play? You got to be honest with yourself. We got to be honest with yourself in the workplace. You know, you got to be honest with yourself when you look in the mirror, Yeah. yeah. you know, like what type of person do I want to be? Where do I want to be in five years? And, and everything that you just said you wanted to be and, and that goal all your motives, everything that you do from here on out for the next five years should be leading to that or you're going to fall short. So, you know, we always, I always tell kids just to man, just set a goal, whatever it may be. Don't tell anybody what the goal is because that's yours. I don't like the new kid who gets on TikTok and or whatever it might be and then tells all his go aspirations for the year. Right now. I just think some things are personable and they should be personable and they should stay within yourself. Other things, obviously have fun with it. But, um, you know, I, I think when you do the little things the right way all the time, that's when you find excellence and that's when you find the better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. But you have to be honest with yourself in the mirror. You know, what did I do wrong today that I need to be better at tomorrow? And then you fight that battle. Yeah. And then you do the same thing and then you do the same thing and then you do the same. 
and it becomes a part of who you are. You don't even think about it after a while. You just say, okay, what am I need to do? Oh yeah, okay. And then you're honest with yourself and you just, it becomes your DNA. And when it becomes your DNA, that's when you find a better version of yourself every single day that you weren't out the day before. Man, that's awesome. I mean, wouldn't you have to, wouldn't you agree that you, you know, you're helping yourself by self-assessing from a good place when you are taking inventory that, you know, you need to be in the, in the right state of mind for development, not like just kicking yourself, you know, or knocking yourself down the whole time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you gotta, I know for me as a player, I had a book and my book was more negative things that I did wrong. So if I took multiple bad steps uh, on a break, I would, I would, or my eyes would be bad on a break. I would write that down constantly. The good things, I just knew I was doing those anyway. So consciously, I didn't have to remind myself or subconsciously, I didn't have to remind myself by writing it down to keep coming back to it. But what I would do at the, by, I would do it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, look at it on Friday. And if it came up, you know, three times and, you know, three different days that my eyes were bad, then I know I, I got to keep working on that. Now I can't do that on Friday because we're getting, or, you know, the Fridays is kind of a slow practice anyway, Saturday we're leaving, if it's an away game, then we got our games on Sundays. So always trying to figure out like, how do I make myself better? You know, and, and to evaluate that, I'm not a person to self-congratulate myself. I'm just not yeah. that guy, right? I'm not, my arms aren't long enough to pat myself on the back. I get like my shoulder back of my neck. That's about it. Um, you know, but I know when, you know, when you do something right, or you yeah. know you when you do something good, more people are going to tell you that you did it anyway. I'm, I'm, I personally don't say what I do well. I do say what I do wrong. Yeah. Um, I just type of person I am. I know other guys who gloat in what they do well. They let everybody know how good they are. Um, I don't think anything's wrong with it. It's just not me. Right. No, I understand. And, I, you know, uh, just from, you know, what I know of Grant, you know, and, and vice versa, you know, we couldn't agree with that mindset, you know, anymore, you know, um, you know, but it's, it is all coming from a good place. So you're, you're, you're assessing that because you know that you're, you got more in the tank, you know, you, you have, you have, you're capable of more and you talk about the reps and the, and getting all those things in and you're wearing it like your skin. And, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, people are hearing the, the depth of the training, that the depth of the training, you're not just saying, my eyes were bad. I need to work on my eyes. You're you're on purpose with, yes. with recording that those those feelings after those workouts, and then you're you're reading the summary of that, and you're finding trends in your workouts, and then you're assessing it, and then you're moving forward, and then you're training on those focus areas. I hope I hope that hits home with some folks that 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 hear this. That's something. Right. I mean, but that's like in business too, right? So these, if you're if you're in restaurants, if you're a restaurant and, you know, you have a menu, first of all, you shouldn't have a huge menu if you're a restaurant because you got too, many, too much inventory, too much overhead. That's but great. you're a restaurant and then you're trying to figure out what's selling, what's not selling. Then you try to figure out why things are selling. Yeah. So you should do a survey with your customers, right? And then you try to figure out why things are not selling. Root cause, root cause, root cause. It's great. And then you move on for things are not selling and try to... If you really, if you like the product, you try to, you know, figure out why, why not? And then you ask your, your patrons, then you try to figure, you know, correct that. If not, you move on from the product to get something else to replace it. I mean, we should always self-evaluate everything that we do, yeah. not day to day, because it has to be 
you know, it has to be long-term. It has to be weekly, monthly, because every day we're going to do different things wrong. But if something keeps coming up, keeps this one thing keeps popping up, you know, it popped up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> or it popped up, you know, Monday, Wednesday, then there's an issue somewhere along the line. If it pops up like that, you know, three weeks in a row, twice a week or three times a week, then we know we have an issue that we have to correct that ourselves. Oh, yeah. Man, you, you, that's that's awareness too, oh, right? Oh, yes. I mean, we 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 try to talk about just kind of taking inventory and just seeing things for what they are, and yeah. without like there again, without beating yourself. It's owning it. It's owning yeah. it. Yeah, right. Just like you said, we're perfectly, we're perfectly imperfect. imperfect. That's right. That's you know right. what I mean. That's so right. it's just that's like right. seeing what you, what you can do. Um, I know you don't like to you know talk about accolades and stuff, but you know Grant and I. We just we just couldn't help. We just want to know about the Hall of Fame day. Great day for professional hall, you know, pro football Hall of Fame. You know, obviously a lot of things going on. You know, lots of things. You know, in the air and in the field that day. You know, what stood out to you about that? Uh, that. I mean, it's it's so surreal because it's a long week. I mean, you're there. I mean, if you're an inductee, you're there from Monday all the way through Sunday. I mean, it's it's a tedious long week um but it is so surreal because you think about all the people that have played pro football in the time frame of in the u.s and that's a lot because it's not the nfl hall of fame now mostly nfl players go in there but like warren moon sure warren moon's warren moon's passing numbers from the cfl should be included yeah yeah and his total, they just have their, they just have the, uh, you know, the stuff that he did with the NFL, which, but it doesn't say NFL Hall of Fame. It's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The CFL is a pro league. And what I, what I mean by that is that, you know, there's, there's, there's so many different players that play pro football, not just here in the U.S., but in Canada, right? And to be one of the, at that time, I think I was, I'm number 343, something like that. To be only at that point that I came in, the mid 300s, 343 people in the Hall of Fame, it's mind blowing. You know, I'm a country boy from Indiana, never really thought, I mean, I like football. I love track. I really love track. And I love football in a different way. And I kind of grew in the football more than I grew in the track. I mean, I was fast from day one. Uh, football, I became a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. Listen, my senior year, my junior year, I wasn't honorable mention All-State in Indiana. My senior year, All-American. What click? I have no idea. Never giving up, maybe perseverance, uh, whatever it could be, but it, it clicked. And so from that kid, who just got a scholarship his senior year to Hall of Fame. I mean, it was just so surreal. Now, the one thing that I wanted to make sure that I did is that I didn't do it by myself. Right. You know, some guys get up there and they talk about themselves, but they're already there, right? You're not convincing anybody that you're good, you're great. I mean, you're there, you're, we're, you know, you got, a, you got a big bronze bust in a building that's never gonna be gone until God wants to destroy the earth again. So it's like, I just want to, you know, thank my parents, every coach that helped me change my mindset to make the game fun for me. My little league coach, you know, Dave Rohde, who I talk to today all the time still, 
people who helped me along the way and to change my mindset, you know, I really want to make sure that they were mentioned and that people knew that I didn't do this alone. Man, sounds, you know, I love that because, you know, if I had a bottom line to one word, it's just like inclusive, right? You know, I just, that's what it really feels like, you know, that, that's the mentality that you have about it. You know, have a little fun with the fort, you know, like, yeah, obviously, you know, been here my whole life, you know, lots, Fort Wayne's a lot different, you know, when, uh, when traveling back to Fort Wayne over the years, uh, what have you particularly enjoyed about the growth of the area? I mean, there's a lot, I mean, it's expanded, you know, from going from the North and the South, it, you know, it was like a 15 minute ride at one point, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, now it's a little, a little bit longer, it takes you a little bit longer to get to the North and the South, right? Uh, it's, but it's great to see expansion now. Um, so it's, it's always good to see cities grow, but to, just to see companies uh, from some, some people who are homegrown in Fort Wayne, having some really nice companies and companies that are doing extremely well financially uh, in the city, that is awesome to see, um, you know? So to come back to see that, uh, but as long as power hamburgers, yeah. At least has one store and Coney Island at least has a store. I'm good when I come back to Fort Wayne. Oh yeah. Downtown's probably the best. I mean, we're we're literally across the street from Coney Island, so man, you might even be able to smell them all the way out right through the mic. 200 feet away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so every time I come back to Fort Wayne, I have to go to Powers and I have to go to Coney Island. Oh, oh. I, I have to do it. It's just it's it's a part of the city that I am so glad it's still there. Yeah. And so glad that even the new generation gets to at least taste some because, you know, there's multiple stores when we were younger. I mean, now it's just the one store, but I'm still glad that one store is still there so people can taste how fresh, refreshing, good, small burgers taste like. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're on the right side of the wind, you can smell them from about six, seven blocks away. <laughs> if I have too many, you can smell me from six, seven blocks away, too. Eat them for about two more days. That's right. That's right. There you go. That's right. Well, you know, one last question that, uh, you know, we like to ask everybody, you know, it's um, morning's coming around, you got your alarm set for 5 a.m., you wake up at 445. What wakes you up with no alarm? Sometimes I scare myself. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, wake up like, oh, I am, I'm, I'm up, I'm up. He let me wake up again today. Thank you. Um, you know, I mean, I'm honestly... I get to get up every day and I'm blessed to get up every day. You know, it beats the alternative, as we always say. Um, you know, my, my centerpiece is, is my Lord and Savior. So, you know, I give him all the credit. He, he lets me wake up. And as long as he wants me to wake up, he'll, he'll keep getting me up. Now, when he wants to call me home, he'll call me home. Um, obviously, he's not done with me yet. So I get to stay here a little bit longer and do some more football camps and, and keep hopefully affecting kids uh in a, in a positive manner and, and and keep enjoying life that's it right there that's what it is that's what gets you up you know just the opportunity to enjoy life you don't need an alarm you just pop you up i mean you know if the pandemic did anything it should have told us that it's not about work it's not about money it's not about status it's about family and friends I mean, because we all missed our family and friends when we couldn't move and couldn't travel. And uh, so I think we all saw the importance of that. 
of having family and having close friends. And um, we should never lose sight of that. Even though we're getting back to some normalcies, we should never lose sight of, you know, working so hard that we forget who we are, who our friends are, who our family is, and spending quality time. Because I mean, listen, I'm half dead, right? I'm, I mean, this, I'm 56. I, I'm more than likely will not live to 100, so I'm half dead already. So I just want to make sure it's important for me personally that tell my kids I love them, uh, yeah. tell my grandkids I love them, to tell my friends I love them, to call them more often um, than I normally had in the past. So uh, that is that's a big part of the rest of my life. I know just to show everybody how much I appreciate them. Well, it's amazing that you get to show love to a whole city here coming up right in Fort Wayne and we, we appreciate that so much and uh, it's not like love gets right up in the morning oh, that's that's outstanding that's that's beautiful man and I, I appreciate you opening up like that with us here today yeah. no doubt and just a little reminder we got the camps coming up July 6th through the 10th and you know anything you want to put out there to anybody that may be on the fence about checking out the camp you know because uh, we're going to be pumping this out there we want every, we want it to be full sold out events so what would you say to him i mean, obviously we're still open uh, our youth you know go to hope football.com or hope football.org and just go to uh camps coming up and you're going to see the fort wayne camp click on the one that you are eligible to do and uh, participate in register uh pay the little fee and we'll see you in july Rod, we can't thank you enough for giving us the time. We look forward to the energy you're going to bring to the area here in the next 30 days and just think it's really going to be an awesome camp that's going to help a lot of people and have a great reach uh, for years to come. I, listen, I'm just a, I, I always tell people, you know, I'm just a country boy from Indiana. You know, I'm no better than anybody else. God just gave me some natural skills to play a game that they pay you. Well, which I, I, it, doesn't make, it doesn't make sense why they pay people – money to play games but they do yeah you know so. I, lo I, I love that you laugh about it i love that it just strikes you as just funny that it happened that way you know it's just incredible that it all unfolded that way and i really do hope that uh it can be viewed as attainable for for folks in our city and in this camp because it you know to your point there's work involved there's discipline involved there's training involved not working out <laughs> involved um but if you can check these boxes, you can make it happen, just like you did. So it's a great story. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. Signing off. Yeah. Great episode. We'll catch you next time. I want to take a quick minute to thank our sponsor, CCMIndiana.com, for all your mortgage needs. Very competitive, ready to rock, ready to help you be a pre-approved buyer that can compete. Ready to get pre-approved for your next mortgage? Stop by CCMIndiana.com and see how we can help.